0: And welcome back to the Learn to Code podcast. Today we do have a special episode. Um, you may not know, um, and I was uh, doing some es- spring cleaning. You know, uh, cleaning my home. I was basically cleaning my home, and um, I uncovered I uncovered a lot of um, boxes. Um, and some of those boxes contain very old gadgets, uh, from far way back in the day. Um, I found out my first podcast studio, uh, from Beringer It's a Firewire interface with a, with a Beringer um, mixer console and a con, my first condenser microphone. Uh, we are talking about, um, I bought this in December 2008 um, as a Christmas gift to myself um, because I wanted to begin doing this podcasting that back at the time was a new thing for me at least. Um, so I wanted to give it a shot and uh, I, knowing nothing at the time and Let's remember that back in the day, this is 2008, uh, there was very little gear uh, dedicated to podcasts themselves. Uh, podcasts was one of these uh, things from the internet. Um, basically, nobody actually believed that it's going to be a, uh, a thing in the future. So uh, it's pretty much like a hobby, Um a very cumbersome way to... To record yourself speaking or maybe playing some music, and publishing yourself on the Apple Podcast app. Um, back in the day, only Apple um, got um, well. Apple was basically the podcast uh, platform. So I consider myself lucky to actually uh, begin dealing with the podcast uh, platform. So so far in the in the past, so. Um, I uncover my, uh, my Behringer podcast studio firewire gear. Uh, I actually cannot try it. Um, I, I tried out the console, the console sing, the mixer console seems to be working. Uh, I was able to listen to myself uh, speaking on my condenser microphone from 10 years ago. I think it's 11 years ago, maybe. Um, and, um, uh I got nostalgic after uncovering that and um, I was basically playing with it and see if I can uh, manage to get it to work. I guess that the the audio interface is still working yet since is um, using firewire 400, which is a that um, a dead port that only, The Apple platform was uh, used to be, even the Apple guys abandoned Firewire 400 a long time ago. So it's basically obsolete and and practically dead. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please uh, give it a like um, and click the notification button. That's the little bell. You want to see more of these video podcasts, as I may like to call them. And, uh, what you may be looking at the moment on my screen is Mm -hmm. uh, the manga, is the, the cover for a, for a comic book called The Manga Guide to Databases. And I bring this up because, well, let me tell you a little story. So to give you some context. Um, at the time when I purchased this, um, podcast studio gear, um, it was quite expensive at the time for me at least. And, uh, it was around, um, $150 at the time. Um, considering inflation, I don't know how, ta- how much that is today. Uh, but the truth is that, um, it was quite expensive back in the day. And, um, I actually bought the, the podcast studio because I, I thought, That I will get an entire package and that is not only the gear, but maybe uh, some piece of software. It came with a piece of software that I never really used because it didn't do what I, uh, what I wanted to do. And that was basically just, um, I wanted to just record my podcast and with the push of of a button on the software, I will be able to publish my podcast to the internet. I know it sounds uh, ridiculous. And I didn't read too much back in the day. Um, so never mind that. I was a very young lad. Um, I, I got my first job on January 2008. So it's almost, uh, um, my first year after college and getting my first, debe- my first s- software development work. Um, I was programming with Delphi at the time. Uh, the thing is that uh, as a newcomer to the job market, and um, as I was basically, uh, by the way, I've I been telling this in the past, I am a college dropout. So I came out of college and I started working, developing software. Um, obviously, since I didn't have my education finished, um, I came out with a lot of deficiencies. Which, by the way, now I do know that uh, even if I finish my uh, studies at college, I will still have them. Because college don't really teach you what you really need. And, well, I digress, I guess. Um, the thing is that I got this passion for talking about the stuff that I really like. And back in the day, I really liked to read manga. And manga, if you don't know, is basically these Japanese comics. Um... With the with characters drawn like um, with the big eyes and very young, um, I was really fond of uh, um, I don't remember the name DNA comics, mangas maybe I don't remember the name. Um, there was this manga which was called uh, DNA something, and it was basically an hard end mangas of sorts, uh, but that doesn't matter. The thing is that back in the day, um, I'm really fond of playing video games, uh, especially PC games and arcade games. Back in the day, there were these uh, arcade machines where you can play video games there. Um, They they still exist. Yet back in the day, um, when the time of most people didn't have internet in their homes, um, let alone gaming consoles. So a lot of poor people like me would rather spend a um, a couple bucks playing arcade games fighting games mostly uh with my friends uh nearby my school and uh it was another diff- it was a different time back in the day um i was uh getting my first paycheck for an entire year so i managed to save some money to maybe not buy a gaming pc back in the day but I was able to purchase this uh, podcast um, studio or something. So the first problem that I got wasn't the technical uh, aspect of recording a podcast and publishing it. Because um, as, time, as time passes, uh, after a month of having the podcast studio, I was actually able to uh, make some testing recordings and I faced my true... Uh, my first true obstacle, and that was uh, that I was unable to find myself something to talk about. Um, I didn't. I f- I was suffering for uh, from something called um, uh, how do you call it? Uh, Imposter syndrome. Um, so I suffered from that a lot back in the day because obviously I was uh, um, I. I was a college dropout, and even though I managed to get a, a, a programmer job doing um, database applications, uh, I was very ignorant of a lot of the bases that I need to, uh, to fulfill as, um, as I was performing my, my job. So, uh, The front-end e- front development side, um, I got a book uh, for learning how to program uh using Delphi Delphi uh, so I created my first object oriented prog- programs doing uh, programming with Delphi um even though I didn't went uh 100% on the object oriented side of the thing uh I was basically using the uh, the Delphi IDE to build this uh, uh windows forms uh, these windows forms where the end user can basically just input some data, uh, store the data in a data, inside a database, um, um, query the data from the database and print some uh, PDF reports, uh, printer reports. So very basic stuff. Um, and I did manage to build interesting programs um, with the little I learned doing that job. but the truth is, that I was lacking uh, of a lot of, of knowledge. Um, I was lacking about um, the basic of programming languages. Uh, maybe the syntax wasn't the problem really uh, because the syntax was basically just uh, if, then, else, switch statements, uh, case statements, maybe function uh, functions, uh, which I abuse of in the past. I didn't use um, uh, object methods, because the entire object-oriented side of Delphi, uh, it, I felt like it wasn't necessary at the time. Uh, today, I don't think so, obviously. But back in the day, I was young and stupid, so, and mostly ignorant, so, that was a thing. Uh, I love playing video games, I love reading manga, and, um, after a year of working with database applications and building database applications, I came to the realization that um, I was lacking on the basics. So I decided to uh, look for help and my co-workers, <laughs> sadly, were more lost than me. Um, uh, it was a mess. I've been talking about this uh, about then in the past on my previous episodes on the podcast. Uh but the truth, yet the truth is that I was basically alone. I didn't have a mentor and I still don't have one uh, in person. Yet I've been adopting uh, these mentors through time uh, and they don't even know that they are my mentors because I am mentoring myself uh, by using their knowledge via their documents. In this case, uh, a manga comic book and and books and video courses. So I've been teaching myself um, uh, with books and video courses and whatnot. Um, and then uh, it comes first uh, December first. Um, I have I've been having around a couple of days with my. Uh, no, I mean a couple of. Uh, I think a month maybe. I don't remember very well; it was so long ago. Um, I got some time testing my podcast studio, and I just failed to find a subject to talk about, uh, to dedicate a podcast. So um, I was lacking uh, on the database side, and at the same time, I managed to get my hands on um, on this manga guide to databases. Uh, this was released on, I think, on December uh, 2008. And uh, back in the day, I was looking at Google about books, about databases and the basics of databases. And when this commit book came out um, uh, that very same year, it was very popular at the time. It seems pretty, uh, uh, pretty dumb to basically learn something so serious as databases uh, from a manga book. So, um, and I didn't pay too much attention to it. Um, I began reading it because I really like manga at the time. Uh, I don't read manga today, maybe because I rather spend my time playing other kinds of video games and reading other materials, pretty much like uh, real books, by the way. Um, And uncovering my podcast studio gear uh, today, um, all these memories that I seem to have forgotten came to light in my brain. And I was curious about uh, seeing what has been of this book. And it seems like uh, it it has aged very well. Databases haven't changed too much. Uh, Uh, The book is written by Mana Takahashi and Shoko Asuma from the Trend Pro Corporation. So it's already 11 years old, I believe, maybe, Um, maybe 10 years old. Um, And it's my favorite book, maybe because of the nostalgia factor. Uh, But this was my first introduction to actual database programming and how to actually use databases is is perfect for for a beginner uh, because it covers all the basics for database uh, usage and programming. Uh, it doesn't delve into function, stored functions, and stored and stored procedures, uh, but you don't re- you don't really need to if you are just starting out with them. So, uh, what this book is about? Well, basically. Um, It covers the story of a princess, I don't remember the name, um, which is led by herself to tend to the kingdom businesses. So what does that mean? Well, uh, her parents, the king and the queen, decided to go into a vacation, I think. Um, uh, They basically leave her alone by herself um, to be able to to manage the kingdom, and she's doing some, uh, some management work here and there, and she's facing some serious problems regarding the prices of certain, uh, fruits, I believe, that the kingdom tends to produce and sell. Um, it's a very interesting story in the, in the sense that, um, you can actually, uh, uh, you can actually feel her pain from the standpoint of uh, a, a person that is actually trying to do a a, a job, and she just uh, cannot bear to stand how the current system is basically uh too inefficient to work properly. So uh, let me see. If you are watching this on YouTube, <laughs> you can see that the art is 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 really a. Uh, it's really appealing it's um it's a manga, and don't ask me why, but uh, on this med- medieval fantasy kingdom, they do have laptops <laughs> I don't know why so as you can see here uh, well if you're listening um I'm basically just uh trying to remember the the actual comic uh I going to buy this and read it again because i I believe that even though the basics um uh, I think that the basics are very well deserving to uh, to read again i guess uh, it's a very interesting story so so far uh the king and the queen decide to go um to go out um travel around the world and her their daughter the princess um is in charge of the kingdom businesses and the introduction of the uh, the fifth chapter is basically. Uh, the princess trying to uh, solve the management problem from the of the kingdom. And she's facing a problem. For example, uh, I believe that she was selling uh, some fruit. And there were three different departments which needed to have uh, the price of some fruit, maybe. And and the prices uh, were updated manually on different files. So synchronizing the data among those files was very hard and very prone to, to mistakes and errors and very hard to, to fix them. Because you you basically need to send someone in person to these physical departments and order the prices to change. So I know it's, it's very weird. Um, it's a manga. Uh, I'm used to see even weirder things and mangas anyway. Uh, The interesting part of this uh, comic book, of this manga, is that um, you are basically led into believing that you are reading um, a manga story. In reality, uh, you are identifying more and more as the time passes as the princess, which is actually, and she's actually learning about databases and applying the knowledge to build this database to manage the kingdom, the kingdom data. Uh, uh, let's see the table of contents here, and the first chapter uh, is called "What is a database?" Uh, and here we are explaining. Uh, we they explain to us well. Why do even we? Why do we need databases? And I remember talking about this uh, yesterday on my previous episode. Um, it's being covered here um, in an easier way to to understand, may I say? Uh, because obviously this is um, this is all prepared. This is all uh, reduced into simple phrases. You, this is not a book, so you are not getting. Uh, entire paragraphs in every single page, you, you are lucky if you are actually reading a paragraph per page. So there is not too much text. The visuals aid you. And if I recall, at the end of every chapter, there is a summary that teaches you, uh, or remembers, um, or uh, you can basically read the summary and you are going to actually see what the author is trying to tell you in a more uh book like format so the second chapter um is trying to explain what is a relational database so uh, a database and a relational database are not the same thing yet on today um on today's uh, industry we we basically understand that a database is most of the time a relational database. Uh, a relational database is basically a database where you have your data inside tables. And these tables are representing uh, entities on the real world. These entities have relationships among other entities on um, on your business. So it's your task to find these relationships between these um, entities and represent them, uh, and represent these relationships on a database model. So they explain what is a relational database. Um, We are introduced to some database terms. Uh, We are explaining uh, what are relational databases. Uh, we do, I do see here types of data models. I don't remember this really. I need to read this again. And, and then, and the third chapter is reads, let's design a database. This was, uh, one of the hardest, uh, chapters for me to actually get through. I need, I do remember reading this, uh, this chapter more than, more than once, maybe three times or more. Uh, I am introduced formally to the entity relationship model. And here is when I actually get that this manga, it has to be taken seriously. Um, everything was, uh, from chapter one and chapter two, um, most of this is basically just term terminology. Um, some things, uh, some terminology I already n- knew. So I was very relaxed at the first couple of chapters. Starting chapter three, I began to realize where, where my knowledge about databases was really lacking. And starting to understand the entity relationship model, what, for what really is, opened my eyes to my, uh, it, it basically, this chapter opened my eyes to my own ignorance, because I didn't know I didn't I didn't know how lost I was really on databases. I actually believed that uh, when I got this book, I, I actually believe that I was just going to to have a good time to read it once, and everything was going to be just fun and games because uh, it's a manga guide to databases. Uh, I was basically going to have a good time reading a manga. And that wasn't really the case. Well, I, I did have uh, a blast reading the, the, the manga. The plot was really interesting. I felt really identified with the princess. Um, and I believe that every single database administrator reading this manga is going to identify with her. And, um, there are some other characters. Um, there is an, I think it was a male prince. Uh, a blonde male prince, which is basically trying to make the princess fall in love with him. Um, and she's just, uh, too focused on, on solving the problems with the database that she, uh, she isn't ignoring him. She is already, she already knows that he, that the prince is trying to, to make her fall in love with him. Um, even though she knowing that her focus on the database is so is so hard that she does she does just doesn't have the time to deal with that at the moment. Um, and she's basically just ignoring him, uh, setting the prince aside. She also, there is another character, another male character, which is basically his assistant, her assistant, and this is a commoner, and I don't remember the name of the guy, Uh, but he's basically uh, not very well-versed on the database, uh, just like herself. They actually both, they both begin the quest for learning about databases, at the same point, yet... Since, since is the princess the person that actually has the pressure to solve the problem, uh, is basically her and her drive, um, which makes her to actually understand the databases. So chapter three opened my eyes. I am starting to to get my my feet wet with the entity relationship model, and and something that I Listen on college a couple of times uh, but no teacher was actually able to to explain properly to me at least or in class um they were basically just reading from from a book description what normalization is so what is normalization and this chapter begins touching normalization and when I was on college um uh, I didn't really understand what normalization was because my teacher didn't understand what was it. So my teacher didn't know, didn't understand. He didn't tell us that he didn't understand what normalization really means. So what happened is that, uh, uh, do you understand what normalization is? Yes, I do. Uh, uh, And I'm not going to ask the teacher because uh, I'm supposed to already know and the teacher already knows even though he didn't really know. So, uh, normalization is a process that allows you to remove um, repeated data and on, on your tables. That was uh, what I was actually understanding from this manga. Obviously, normalization came um, from a white paper a long time ago. And the process is being described by Mr. Cobb the actual creator of the entity relationship model. And I think that he's a mathematician, maybe. I don't remember, really. Uh, and the normalization process, uh, thanks to this book, to this manga, I learned the first uh, normal form, which is the first step into the normalization process. And you need to complete the previous step to be able to start with the next step. So uh, we have these normal forms and you are fulfilling the rules of every normal form to be able to advance to the next. So I'm getting through the first normal form, the second normal form, and you know, the third normal form. when I read the the original white paper about the entity relationship model, I learned that there were actually seven norm, um, uh, normalization rules, and I only applied three of them. I only uh, study until the third normal form. So normalization is a very complex subject, and even with the three uh, steps of the normalization, uh process i was able to basically do magic with databases i cannot imagine if i was able to manage all the levels of normalization uh, who knows maybe i don't think that it will be practical for me because uh, a lot of mathematicians are uh, basically so focused on on the theory that they get lost um They never really practice um, or apply into a practical terms the knowledge. Uh, And I was more of a pragmatic man back in the day and today too. So uh, on chapter three, I begin reading about the entity relationship model. What is normalization um, and relationships between tables? The one-to-one relationship, the one-to-many relationship, and the many-to-many relationship. I'm going to be writing um, uh, a review for this. This is a, what I'm, what you are watching this, if you are watching this on YouTube, this is uh, my first video podcast. I'm going to publish this episode on my regular podcasting channel, I guess, if you can call it that. I'm going to be um, publishing this on my podcast. And at the same time, I want to share this on YouTube. So, uh, yet I'm planning to actually do an actual review of this manga book. Why? Uh, because I really, I really love this uh, manga in particular. This was the first manga that actually teach me something useful. And I do have a lot of, uh, how do you call it, uh, nostalgia value assigned to it. So I may like to actually write down a script uh, and review this manga boot properly in a shorter YouTube video. Uh, so I'm getting introduced to three important concepts here on the chapter three on the entity relationship model, normalization, and relationships between tables. Uh, And obviously, uh, this seems to be like too much for a single chapter. The truth is that as we continue reading the manga, we are applying the knowledge on this very chapter to all the steps uh, below. So chapter four, it's let's learn about SQL, and here is where the manga is actually introducing you to the practical side of databases, the actual use of the uh, of the SQL uh, language, which is not a programming language, mind you, it's a query language. Um, so, uh, chapter four is actually using practical. Um, uh, SQL code. And this is code. is not really programming. So you are actually writing code when you are using SQL. And you are doing the basics, you know, um, searching for data using the select statement. Um, ob- uh, here, immediately. And now I'm actually remembering. Uh, back in the day, I did have a lot of problems um, querying data from several tables at the same time. And on this chapter, I really fell in love with the manga. Why? Because this manga book actually teaches me how to do join uh, join statements properly. Um, is is my is the first time that I am actually learning something that my colleagues at work with 10 years of more of experience don't even know how to do. Uh, what happens when we need to query data from several tables? Uh, one person told me that he basically uh, makes different um, select uh, statements and say the data into RAM and then use that data as needed. Another person basically teached me how to do the join mechanic only using where statements uh, with several tables at the same time. And as the number of tables increased involved in the query, uh, the amount of code of that thing grows uh, exponentially. It was something horrible, really. So the join statement, really useful. I was able to to build join a statement with several tables at the same time and uh, it was amazing it's, it's this chapter this this subject the joining of tables it has to be one of the most important things if not the most important thing on database on databases querying several da- data from several different tables and obviously these tables are related to each other in some way and in this case um uh, for ranking relationships, uh, which we are seeing on chapter three, on the previous chapter. Um, I, I am told how to write down where clauses, um, creating conditions, how to use the, you know, the logical operators, comparison operators, uh, searchers, patterns, and how to basically search for strings inside the database. Uh, Aggregate functions, and here is something very important too. When you are using aggregate functions, you need to group data by uh, a field. So I start seeing how select statements are not so easy to understand really. And by the users, I, I am starting to understand that databases are something more than excel spreadsheets spreadsheets that are cumbersome to use uh, are harder to use that's not the reality aggregate functions open uh, a door that i didn't even know existed uh, it was an amazing discovery at the time I am able to search for data and create a suit queries that at the same time, and combined with other queries allow me to create very complex queries. <coughs> um, it's something really amazing. The chapter three and chapter four seem to be the most important chapters to me for what I can recall. Um, Joining tables his address again, uh, creating a table, you know the basic syntax to creating a table structure and inserting rows inside the inside the table. Uh, how to create a view, which is basically a reusable query. <coughs> and these reusable queries are stored inside the database engine. So you can basically uh, create selects and use these views as new tables. And the truth is that these new quote unquote tables are basically just um, um, another query. Yet you can actually query those views as there were tables themselves, opening a lot of uh, opportunities there. For example, if you are um, creating a query to check the cells uh, on um, the cells of certain people, uh, on certain, on a certain time frame. Let's say you want to know how many, um, uh, the, the, the entire sale amount, um, uh, of all your, your salesman on a given month. You can do that and store the actual select statement as a view. And then you can recall, uh, you can create a new select statement using that view as a table and then you can basically save a lot of writing. Uh, Chapter five is called let's operate a database. And this is where things are getting out of hand for me at the time. Um, I began learning about things that I didn't really know that existed on on the database side. Uh, And the first thing was transactions. And transactions are one of those tools that I have at, at at this time. I haven't uh, I haven't seen um, on any other project I've been involved. with. Um, I've been working on database administration for the past ten years at least. I I am my on year number eleven now, and it's hard to believe that. There are there are not many projects that are using transaction. And what is a transaction in the database context? Well, basically, if you i you are inserting data or updating data or deleting data on several tables, and all of these changes are related to each other. Uh, for example, the classic the classic example is the um, uh, the problem that gave this fun- this functionality its name a f- a transaction a financial transaction what happens is you go to a bank and your wife go to to a bank at the same time and you both have access to a to the same account with 100 dollars in it what happens If you are trying to pull out $80 and your wife is trying to pull pull out, uh, to withdraw uh, $50. So um, since you cannot do this, let's assume that you are doing this at the very same time, at the same time. So if you are not using transactions on your database and you're doing this at the same time, you are going to validate that you have a hundred dollars, and if this happening at the same time, then both people are going to be able to pull out the money. So you have a hundred dollars on the bank, and two people: one gets eighty dollars, and another one gets fifty dollars. So you are you are pulling from 100, from one hundred dollars account, and you are pulling what. Uh, $140 maybe? I'm very bad with math, as you can see. So if you are not using transactions on your database, uh, problems like this are going to be happening all the time, especially if you are getting a lot of transactions on different places affecting related data at the same time. So what are transactions? Transactions are basically blocks of... Uh, SQL statements, which are basically insert, deletes, and updates, um, and they are all managed between um, among um, as a single operation. Uh, if they are inside a transaction, all the operations count as a single unit. If one of the steps fails, the entire unit, the entire transaction, rolls back and all the changes on previous tables are reverted back to the original state. What does this mean? Well, basically, um, if you are um, using transactions on this very same example, when I try to uh, withdraw $80, and my wife tries to withdraw $50, um, both um, operations get into a transaction block, and the 80 bucks are successfully withdrawn, yet the next operation only have access to to $20. And when you try to withdraw $50, that's going to fail because you don't have enough funds to to withdraw $50. So since the, the last operation failed, the previous one is going to be canceled and is going to be reverted. So neither you or your wife are going to be able to withdraw money. Uh, at least not at the same time, at the very same time, which is oddly happens in databases more than you may think. So um, that's another great teaching here. What is a transaction? What is a lock? which is basically uh, what I just described here. Uh, database security, I don't remember what this was about. Uh, speeding th- things up with indexing. Indexes are one of the things that are very confused. Uh, I was very confused by them. And I believe that index in databases was the same thing as um, that, uh, key fields And that's not at all what it is. Uh, Disaster recovery. I don't remember this very well. Uh, Properties of transactions. Well, this is basically the properties of the, of what a transaction is. Basically, uh, all the features that transactions are providing you. Uh, Wonderful chapter. Uh, optimizing a query, a nested loop, a sort merge. I don't remember this, actually. Optimizing a query. I don't remember this. I need to read this again. Chapter six, and the, and I think it's the last chapter, is databases are everywhere. And um, here, uh, I was basically reaffirming something that I already knew. And, uh, in this chapter, you are seeing what to do next after reading this manga book. So that's how I will resume um, this chapter here. Um, database in use, databases and the web. And back in the day, uh, and now we are talking about 10 years ago, uh, websites like Facebook, Twitter and YouTube didn't really exist yet. Um I was not even WhatsApp or or phones. I don't remember. Did the iPhone already exist back in the day, in 2008? I think so, maybe. If it existed, it should be a new thing back in the day. And here is where I'm touching something called stored procedures and triggers. Stored procedures and triggers, and may I add, uh, stored functions. Uh, depending on your, on your database um, engine. These are basically little programs that you code using SQL. And why I call them programs? Because that's what they actually are. Uh, when I was um, designing and programming database applications back in the day, uh, all the business logic and all the b- data validation was done on the, on the desktop app, on the side of the desktop app, on Delphi, on Delphi. I was programming using Objective Pascal uh, back in the day. So all data validation was done on that side. When I read this chapter here, um, I began uh, obsessing over this stored procedures thing and triggers, and I learned a lot. And it, and this alone reduced the code that I already have on my desktop app for around 90%. And why is this? Because inserting data into the database, validating the data, um, getting back data, all of these things were actually on the database engine side. So a lot of that code was now belonging into my store uh, into the database. And at the time I didn't see it uh, yet, after two years of developing this project uh, back in the day, um, Programa Operativo and it was called back, it's still used uh, today, 11 years after, I, I hardly believe it. Um, this project uh, is, is making an obsessive use of stored procedures and triggers. I am basically using triggers, um, to detect, uh, from a, from a task table, which I created. So what is this task table does? Well, basically, it's a, is a table, and when I insert, uh, a row inside that table, I read the data of the row and decide what to do. So a lot of people inserted tasks into this table, and the database uh, read the required process on 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 this table and reacted thanks to triggers. Um, and what is a trigger? Well, basically a trigger is an is some kind of a stored procedure. That active that runs um, whenever you whenever you specify uh, when you insert into a table when you update a table or when you delete a row on a table. So, uh, I made several triggers. When inserting a row on the task table, I will uh, execute the main trigger, which reads the data on the row. And depending on what data is on the road is what process I'm going to to do. So I was using storage procedures a lot on my last project there. And triggers, obviously. Uh, I don't recommend doing that. I did that because uh, uh, at the time, I believe that that was a pretty good idea. And I, I now I guess that there are better tools to do that. Um, databases on the web, using a stored procedures question. What is a distributed database? Horizontal distribution and vertical distribution. I didn't apply this because I was basically using a single server with a single database. Uh, partitioning data, I don't remember what this is. Or is horizontal partitioning, vertical partitioning? I don't even know what this is referring to. I may have an idea, but I don't think it's is is a thing. Uh, preventing inconsistencies with two-phase commit. I don't remember what that is. Database replication, uh, replication enabled enabled for all servers. fertile application of databases, XML and object-oriented databases. I need to read this again. Uh, I see that there is a a single page, so I guess that I'm not going to learn too much about XML um, on a single page on a manga book from 10 years ago, especially because uh, I am working on an XML project myself uh, uh, for digital invoices that are actually uh, required by law, by the government in Mexico. So I'm going to be working with XML. I'm going to read this uh, manga book today and work on my review tomorrow. And I'm going to be working hard for for doing this video uh, as fast as I can, I guess. So it is a wonderful introduction to databases. Yet, mind you, you may be surprised with what you can actually learn from a ten-year-old uh, manga book about databases. Do not make my mistake by underestimating what you can actually learn from this uh, from this manga. Um, uh, I uh, I think years years after I uh, got this book, I lost it. I got a physical copy, and. Years, uh, years pass and moving from one home to another. Uh, I lost the physical copy I have at the, time, at the time. And I never cared to find it again uh, until recently because um, I just opened uh, an old box from 10 years ago and, and all these memories came back to me. So it's a really cute little book that I do recommend you uh, even if you are an expert database administrator, I do recommend you to give it a look, give it a chance, and um, you are not going to be disappointed. It's a very fun uh, plot. Uh, the characters are simple-minded, maybe. Uh, but the thing is that um, I identify with the princess a lot because a lot of things are happening around her. There is a lot of interest on one side. There is um, the people... In, his, in her kingdom that depend uh, on her decisions. And suddenly she begins working with databases and everything seems to run so easy and smoothly. Uh, but this happens because she took the time to create database, uh, a database to manage all the data in the kingdom. And that's why people now have um, the data and the information they need. And it's so simple once it's already exists. It's just like um, picking up your phone and pushing a button and write down a message and send it. We give it. We are. Uh, we take that for for granted today. Uh, the truth is that developing even a single chat software, uh, if you are if you have never done something like it, uh, it's going to be very hard uh, actually. So. Uh, when the people on the kingdom see all this they assume that the princess uh, is so smart is 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 so capable and she just sacrificed too much uh, to be able to do something that seems so simple and that's what I identify with her basically so who knows Uh, I guess uh, I wonder how much time I've been talking about (laughs) I lost Um, I always lost um, uh, that I'm lost on my own speech, I guess. I guess I'm one of those persons that loves the sound of of his own voice. Maybe. Well, thank you for coming and I hope to see you later. And remember, if you're watching this on YouTube, give it a like and get a click on the notification bell uh, so you can actually get a notification when I release the actual video review for the manga guide to databases thank you for coming in and goodbye